When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm Christian Brindle, and welcome to the Everything Medicare Podcast. What's up, Everything Medicare Podcast Nation? This is Christian Brindle. Happy Monday, and welcome to another edition of the Everything Medicare Podcast, where every single week I bring you a podcast where I discuss your Medicare, your Medicaid, your Social Security, and everything that has to do with that golden age called retirement. And folks, we are one day away from October 1st. I hope everybody that's listening to me is ready for the Medicare enrollment period, whether you are a beneficiary and you want to make sure that you're getting the most out of your plan, the most out of your Medicare, this is the time of the year to do it. If you're an agent and you know, you're know you looking to make the most of this time of year as far as you know assisting your clients, making sure everybody is taken care of, um, to the wide variety and the vast majority of people that are listening to this podcast, you will be impacted one way or another by the Medicare enrollment period. Today, folks, I have a very, very interesting topic that I've been wanting to talk about for some time. Um, I've been sitting on a lot of good information that I wanted to touch on, but as far as changes that are going into effect anyway, into the year 2020, I'm really not able to talk too much about it. I kind of have to keep my lips sealed to a certain extent, to a certain degree. I'm not in the mindset to where I'm trying to withhold information from you. That's just not what we're about. That's not what I do. But there's rules. I've talked about them before. I'll talk about them again briefly. There's rules about what we can and cannot say, how early we can disclose things. Um, So I'm keeping a tight, sealed lip on this. However, what I'm going to talk about today has to do with the Medicare supplement world. Medigap world, the alphabetic plan world, meaning, you know, the plans that fill in the gaps that Medicare leaves behind that are named after letters. For example, Plan F, Plan G, Plan N, Plan K, Plan L, etc., etc., etc. We're going to talk about those a little bit today because the enrollment period really doesn't have too much to do with Medicare supplement plans. Unless someone's changing from a Medicare supplement plan over to a Medicare Advantage plan or vice versa, the enrollment period really, other than that, doesn't have anything to do with Medigap or Medicare supplement plans. The enrollment period primarily is for Medicare Advantage plans and Medicare Part D prescription drug plans that partner with Medicare supplements. So this piece of information is really not news 
or any even new information by any stretch of the imagination, but it's not something that I've talked a whole lot about on the podcast. I did give my early thoughts on it right, right when we um, found more information out about Macra and kind of what was going to take place going on into next year. I feel like there's a lot of misinformation floating around out there about Macra and kind of what it really means for people on Medicare. But we'll get into that in this episode. So today we're talking about Plan F, okay? Plan F. There's been a lot of talk about Plan F, but to understand the talk about Plan F, to understand all of the noise surrounding Plan F, we first have to be able to understand the history of Plan F. And I wrote a book called um, that, that was specifically about Medicare supplements and Medigaps, but it was so boring that it didn't sell very well. And I understand. You know, I probably have a hard time reading it myself. I've written two books about Medicare. The the first one, Medicare Guidance, Picking the Plan for You, which is basically a summary on everything you need to know about Medicare, chapter by chapter, step by step, on what you need to do when you get on Medicare and when you're picking a plan and understanding your choices. That book does very well because it's basically everything in a nutshell. But the other book, the Medicare Supplement book, talks a lot about the history, and not, not that many people other than myself care about that. Um, but I digress. In that book, I talk about the history of Plan F. Plan F came into the the works in 1992, I believe. For those of you who don't know, that's the year that I was born in. So Plan F and I are about the same age. Plan F came into the works. Before Plan F came into the, the, the equation, and it wasn't just Plan F that came into the equation, there were other plans like it, you know, such as Plan C, which is also being grandfathered in due to macro going into next year, but I will get to that in a moment. Plan F came into the equation in 1992. Before that, Medicare supplements really weren't known as Medigap plans. Okay, The reason why I know all this is because I learned from my dad, who's been working with the Medicare industry for a very, very long time, you know, since the late 80s, early 90s, and he saw all of this transpire firsthand. He was around. He was part of it. And I, you know, have the luxury of being able to pick his brain and learn things that I wasn't even around for. And I'm a historian in the insurance industry. I'm interested because I believe knowing history gives us an indication relatively on what could transpire going forward in the future. I believe that a lot of times history repeats itself. You can you can you can kind of predict or at least get an idea of something that could be coming down the road or down the pipeline based on patterns that we've seen in the past. Okay? But anyway, before this 1992 integration, there was a bill that was passed a year or two before that that kind of introduced these alphabetic Medicare supplement plans. Before that, they were just known as Medicare supplements. They weren't really even known as Medigaps. Medigap term came into the equation with this bill in the early 90s. And that's what brought us Plan F, Plan C, amongst other plans. And but Medicare supplements have been going on since you know Medicare started in 1966. So Medicare supplements it wasn't a new concept, but the but the but the the way they looked, the 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 features of the plan, how they worked, how they were structured, if you will, changed dramatically with this integration with this bill in the early 90s. 
with the Medicare supplement. So Plan F came into the fray, and instantly it was the most popular Medicare supplement plan that we've probably ever seen. Another really popular Medicare supplement Medigap plan we've seen over the years is um, Plan J, which has been out of the equation for a very long time, but you might know somebody that has a Plan J. Anybody that was that had a Plan J years ago, probably a decade ago, were grandfathered in just like they're going to do with Plan F and, to a lesser degree, Plan C in 2020. So, but Plan F has, is, is and was, is, was, probably will be for some time, it was the most popular Medicare supplement plan for two decades. From 1992 to when it came into the marketplace, all the way till probably about 2012, 2013, 2014, somewhere in that time period, it was the most popular plan of all of the different Medigaps available. Now, people listening to this might you know, be familiar with Plan G, Plan N, some of these other plans. Those plans really didn't come into the equation until about 2010. Okay. They were introduced in a different bill. Because anytime there's a change with Medicare supplements, they're, 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 they're put into the equation that's put into works with bills that are passed in the government because Medicare is government insurance and the way that Medicare supplements work is these plans are designed by Medicare. Medicare determines what the plan is going to look like as far as how much of what Medicare leaves behind the plan is going to pay or not pay and then these plans are standardized. Standardized meaning that every single insurance company that offers a plan G or a plan N, the benefits are going to be the same across the board with all of the different plans, with all of the different insurance companies. The insurance company has two says, how much they're going to charge in premium and how much they're going to raise the rates on these particular plans. I guess you could say there's a third one in there, and that's if they want to add any additional benefits such as like discount programs. Not like a Medicare Advantage plan, but you will see some Medigap carriers nowadays have, you know, eyeglasses discounts, silver sneakers are included, or silver and fit, or some kind of gym program with a lot of Medicare supplements. Not a lot, very few actually, but with some carriers, some of the really large carriers anyway. Um, We've seen this, and Plan F has been so popular for so long, but starting next year, Plan F is going to be grandfathered in. And what they're doing with this macro bill is starting 2020, anyone that's become eligible for Medicare in 2020 will not be able to pick up a Plan F going forward. So basically, let's say I turn 65, hypothetically speaking, next year. I don't, not even close, but let's say, hypothetically speaking, I turn 65 in 2020, and I become eligible for Medicare for the very first time. I will not have the option ever to pick up a Plan F because I'm not eligible before the year 2020. Now, let's say I became eligible for Medicare last year, 2018. And let's say I have a plan G, but for some reason I changed my mind and I decide I want a plan F next year in 2020. I will be able to get that if if I can pass health questions and underwriting with the particular company I want to go with because I was eligible for Medicare before 2020. So to keep it simple, if I was eligible for Medicare before 2020, I can still pick up an F if I want to. If I become eligible for Medicare after 2020, I cannot pick up an F. See how that works? So let's put to bed the notion that no one will be able to get Plan F starting in 2020. There's a lot of jokesters out there, a lot of um, misinformed individuals is what I'll call them. That's my politically correct way of calling people out. 
But these misinformed individuals, I'll call them, have been stating and putting information out there that's saying that, you know, no one will be able to get Plan F in 2020, and it's a bunch of baloney. It's a bunch of malarkey. Not only that, the people that currently have Plan F will be grandfathered in. Not just Plan F, but Plan C, but not as many people are on Plan C, and it's not even close. Um, but the people that have Plan F will be able to keep Plan F going forward. They'll be grandfathered in. They can't be canceled. The rules with Medicare supplements and Medigap programs is they are what's known as guaranteed renewable. Once you have it, you can't lose it. As long as you pay the premium, that's the one exception. Stay with me, folks, after a quick word from Randy Hall, the Mr. Nice Guy Medicare Advisor, and I'll be right back to answer the question that we're all wondering, and that's will Plan F rates shoot up after this change? Why do people think they might? What do I think about it? Is it true? Stay with me. I'll be back, and I will answer all of these questions. Don't go anywhere. What's up, everybody? This is actually Randy W. Hall, Mr. Nice Guy Medicare Advisor, not Christian Brendel, your esteemed host. I'm here to tell you about my Medicare agency, Mr. Nice Guy Medicare Advisor, based here in Tennessee. For the past 10 years, I've been helping Medicare beneficiaries just like you in Tennessee and Kentucky maximize their Medicare. If you're a regular listener of this podcast, you know Christian always encourages you to deal with a broker in your state who sells all the different plans and will give you not just a quote, but also advise you and educate you in a way that is simple to understand. We know how confusing and overwhelming the whole process can be. We do it all for folks on Medicare, from supplements to Advantage plans, Part D, cancer products, hospital indemnities, and more. So if you want to get a free quote or a consultation, I urge you to call 615-578-5174. Again, that's area code 615-578-5174. Or for more information, you can visit my website and read all about me at MrNiceGuyMedicareAdvisor.com. That's all one word, MrNiceGuyMedicareAdvisor.com. And again, why deal with a jerk? When you can deal with a nice guy. Welcome back, Everything Medicare Podcast Nation, and uh, thank you for that message from Randy Hall, the Mr. Nice Guy Medicare Advisor. If you live in Tennessee and or Kentucky and you need help, with your Medicare health plan, I recommend you give Randy a call because he's a person that has high integrity, high ethics, high morals. I'm not licensed there, folks. My organization, Christian Brindle Insurance Services, is not licensed there. But Randy is. And Randy's someone that can help you out this enrollment period if you need help with your Medicare health plan needs. Now let's move on. Let's keep going with segment two of this episode of the Everything Medicare podcast. So let's jump into, we understood, we went over in segment one what's happening with Plan F. I've done an episode about this before, so this might that might have been repeat information for some of you. But why do people think Plan F is going through the roof in 2020? Well, Plan F rates have been going up for some time, okay? The reason why Plan F ceased to be probably the most popular plan in the Medicare industry 
probably around, if I had to guess, 2013, 14, 15 time period, and people started moving away from the Plan F, was because the rates started going up more and more, number one. Number two, the starting out prices for the Plan F started to become more and more inflated. Why? The plan has been around since 92. That's a long time for a Medicare supplement plan to be in the marketplace. They, all of these carriers that have Plan F have been taking on new customers all the time in massive amounts of numbers for about 20 years. They take on all these people. They've had people on the plan, like I said, for over 20 years in some cases. Statistically speaking, as people age and as they get older, their health needs increase. Henceforth, the claim amounts increase for the different insurance companies. It's a combination of so many people being on the plans, but also so many people being on the plans that have started to have increased needs because of their increased age. This has caused the prices to inflate as far as rate increases, as well as starting out prices. Now, is this the case in every scenario? Absolutely not. For most companies, yes, this is the case. So, the argument for Plan F being in danger, I would say, of the rates just shooting up and going through the roof starting next year even more than they have been, is this. They're not going to be taking on as many new people starting next year because people that are new to Medicare will not have the option of picking Plan F. Only people that were on Medicare prior, like I mentioned in segment one. So they're going to be taking on even less new people than they have in, in, in the previous few years. Because of this, the, the experts, I would say, everyone, everyone's an, everyone thinks they're an expert on everything. Okay, But experts theorize, the argument is that since the insurance companies are not going to be taking on as many new people on these particular plans, Plan F specifically, and the people that are already on the plans will continue to get older, continue to have their needs increased, um, statistically speaking, as a whole, meaning the group of people, that will cause everyone's rates to go up because the insurance companies won't be making as much money as they used to. They'll make up the difference in raising the rates. Rate increases, I've done multiple episodes about them. Go back and listen if you want to know about that, but in a nutshell, the rate increases are going to be determined by the group of people that you're a part of in most cases. Community rate increases. Um, that's one factor. It's not the only factor that goes into a, uh, an insurance company or Medicare supplement company's rate increases, but it is a big factor. It's based on the average of claims that the company's paying out. So you want to be part of a healthier group of people if you can help it when you get on a Medicare supplement plan because you're becoming part of that group of individuals and your rate increases is going to be factored in on the average of claims that are paid out from the group as a whole. So, for example... If it's a really large insurance company, it could be the Plan F group of people that are in your particular state. If it's not a very large company, it could be the plan group of everybody on Plan F in the whole country with that particular carrier. If it's a very small insurance company, it could be Plan F, Plan G, Plan N across the whole board. You don't really know all the time, but most of the time it's plan by plan by plan most of the time. Now that's just one factor that goes into rate increases, but it is a big factor. 
Medicare supplement companies also raise your rates due to age, inflation, amongst other things. You know, the value of our dollar going down, the ever-increasing costs of health care. Medicare supplement companies need to keep up on that, and they do so by raising the rates. But those two rate increase reasons, the age increase and the inflation increase, are probably not, those are completely out of a person's control. But the group of people that you're a part of is in your control. So that's the argument for why Plan Fs are going through the roof. Now, is it valid? Is it justified? My answer is going to not, my answer is going to be kind of on the fence. I would say the argument for it is valid and invalid at the same time. Let me explain. The argument is valid for this reason. Most of the companies that have Plan F or have offered Plan F over the years that will continue to offer Plan F but primarily speaking, for all the people that were grandfathered in to Plan F over the years, that are, the, the argument is valid for a lot of these companies because exactly what I stated. They're not going to be taking in as much new customers. It's going to decline revenue for that particular plan, and they're going to make up the difference. But it's invalid to say that that's the case with every single carrier that offers a Plan F. What companies would not be in this particular bracket. Which companies will not have the humongous rate increases? Well, large companies. Large companies. Let me explain. I was at a meeting last week for a very, very, very popular national insurance company, and I'm not going to say the name of them, but if you're an agent and you're listening, you may know who I'm talking about. This particular company has 4.5 million, let me repeat that, 4.5 million customers on their Medicare supplement products in the United States. They have 4.5 million. They disclosed during this meeting that they have over 2 million people on Plan F by itself. So, the argument that they made is the people that are on their Plan Fs they believe that they will be able to sustain the rates for them. They don't believe that the rate increases will be any more than they've ever been. Or they won't go up as much as everyone is saying that they're going to go up. And I actually tend to agree with them. Because their Plan F book of business, the people that they have on Plan F, is more than any other carrier's Medicare supplement book of business with all of the plans put together. Think about that. Now, that's an extreme example. But there's an example of a company that, in my opinion, is going to be able to sustain their Plan F prices and still be able to keep the Plan F rate increases more reasonable. Now, do I think a Plan F has the chance of, more often than not, 99 times out of 100, 9 times out of 10, do I believe that a Plan F probably is going to have higher rate increases over the next 10 years than a G or an N. Yes, I do believe that. But are they going to be 20, 30, 40, 50% like some of these other people are saying? Not with every company. With some companies, possibly. But with this particular company, no way in hell. I'll, be, I'll go out on a limb and say that. I can't say the name of the insurance company. But no way in hell. It's probably pretty easy to figure out who I'm talking about, though. Why? 
because they have so many policyholders. They're so enormous. They're so massive that they have an easier time spreading the risk around. But they're not the only company that probably will be able to keep this up. There's other companies that have humongous customer bases, millions of people that may not have as easy of a time as this particular insurance company. But they're so large, they have so many policyholders that they'll have an easier time spreading the risk around. The insurance companies that I believe will be hit the hardest with the Plan F rate increases. The people on Plan Fs that will be hit the hardest will be with smaller companies. Smaller companies and companies that have a history of rate increases anyway. Don't go anywhere. I have a lot more to say about this in segment three after a quick word from this week's sponsor. Stay with me. Don't go anywhere. Welcome back, everybody. Thanks for sticking with me to our third and final segment of this episode of the Everything Medicare podcast. So, if you have Plan F and you're listening to this, my takeaway would be I wouldn't be so concerned with the particular plan you're on as far as rate increases are concerned. I would be more concerned about the specific insurance company you're on. You need to take a look at your insurance company and you need to make a determination on is this company going to be able to sustain my rate going forward? Will they be able to keep my rate lower going forward? And the only way you can do that, folks, is ask around. You know, any person that's a client of mine, go ahead, ask me about your about your company. Shoot me an email, give their office a call. I will tell you exactly what I think about that company. If their plan F is going to be sustainable. But don't get me wrong, don't get it twisted here. I'd say probably 90 plus percent of the insurance companies that have plan Fs on their books will probably experience significant rate increases. But I do think there are a few diamonds in the roughs that will be able to spread the risk around, like I said, in an effective way and be able to still be able to maintain the rates in an effective way because they have such humongous client bases and customer bases on these particular Plan F blocks. So, evaluate your own particular insurance company. There's a million different insurance companies out there that offer Medicare supplement products. So, it the answer is yes and no. It really has more to do with your particular insurance company than Plan F itself. Point blank. And that's what nobody's telling you. But that's what you need to know. Granted, there's going to be a lot more insurance companies that get hit hard by Plan F in my prediction as far as rate increases. Their Plan Fs are going to get hit hard. There's going to be a lot more insurance companies that go through negative turmoil as far as rate increases than are able to sustain it. I think it takes a monster company with a lot of clients and a lot of policyholders to be able to sustain something where you basically have so many people on the plan, a lot of them are older, because let's face it, anybody that still has a plan F nowadays, most of likely, most of them, maybe 90% or more, are older because they've had it for some time. They got it in the 90s. They got it in the early 2000s. They got it in the mid-2000s. You didn't see too many people sign up for plan F from 2012 going to now. So, the claims 
as a whole for these groups of people on the Plan Fs is probably going up every single year because the, the customer base is getting older. Statistically speaking, as you get older, you tend to have more health needs. It's all about your particular insurance company. That's what I would encourage you to keep in mind and evaluate. Thank you so much for listening, folks. I hope you got some value out of this episode. I hope I cleared some things up about Plan F, Macra, and 2020. Tomorrow's the first. Our podcast going forward. I'm so excited to drop bombs about 2020 and changes. And just, there's so much information. I can only do it one episode at a time. So be patient with me. Be patient with us. As always, folks, as we enter into the enrollment period, I own an insurance company, or insurance brokerage, I should say, called Christian Brindle Insurance Services. We specialize with Medicare. We work with all the largest insurance companies in the industry. And our job is to sort through the options and help you find the best available fit based on your needs and preferences. If you live in the states of Utah, which are where that's where our office is located, Florida, Oregon, or Idaho. Those are our four states at the moment. Utah, Florida, Oregon, or Idaho. We'd love the opportunity to be able to talk with you and see if we can maybe do better for you. My office's phone number is 801-255-5340, 801-255-5340. I'd love to talk with you. We don't charge anything. We have no obligation. So at the very least, if you call us up and it turns out you're on the best thing for you, at least you can sleep better at night having that peace of mind. If you're listening to us, folks, on a platform, we're on so many platforms now. We're now on iHeartRadio, so that's very, very exciting um, but if you're listening to us on a platform such as I believe our heart, iHeartRadio allows it, if you're listening to us on there, um, if you're listening to us on a platform like Apple Podcast Stitcher that allows you to leave reviews, it greatly um, helps us reach more people like you to provide unbiased, helpful Medicare information that so many people around their country need. So thank you so much for supporting us. Help support us further by dropping a review, helping us reach more people. Thank you so much, and until next time, this is the Everything Medicare Podcast. Have a great day, and happy October.